What you're about to hear is the audio pulled from my latest YouTube video. I've started a new channel called The Bit of Knowledge, where I'm going to start talking about politics, motivation, philosophy, psychology, all that sort of stuff. It's a little bit more focused on current events than the podcast, but I figured that you would probably want to know about it so you can get a different look into what I'm talking about, what I feel, and follow me in a different place. The reason I'm talking and calling it the bit of knowledge is a little bit of a throwback to my time as a teacher. The students at one of the schools started calling me that when I grew a beard, and I am currently have a beard, and I thought it would be a little bit of a fun thing to bring back. So I'll put the link down below, and yeah, check it out. If you like the way that I'm talking here, subscribe and follow me for more. Enjoy. Australia is burning. There's over 12 million acres of land on fire. And given the summer season's only just started, it's gonna get worse. Now, this has gone global and there's people donating and contributing and pushing for help and change and all that sort of stuff around the world. The reason for this video is to sort of highlight a couple of things that have popped up. Number one, our government seems to be relatively useless. The people on the ground in the impacted areas are saying that the stuff that they're doing is just inefficient, ineffective, and basically for publicity. The Prime Minister has been seen forcing people to shake people's hands, and it's, it's disgusting, it's hilarious, but it's just tragic. The reason for this video, though, is to talk about the response to donations. Given how global this is going, there's a lot of donations coming from a lot of areas and a lot of them are quite large sums, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And what I've seen happening is that whenever someone donates a massively large sum like that, there's this, there's this sort of pushback against them on social media. This person donated this much, but look at how they're shit. And I see it all over and over and over again. There, I have an issue with this. There, there's a few problems. These people are donating their money. Now, yes, it's tax deductible, and yes, they're getting publicity for it. But do you know what also is happening? The money is going to a place that needs it. So, there may be some questionable ethics or questionable people donating money, but the pragmatist inside me can't help but think, okay, the government's inept, Australia's on fire, shut up and take the damn money. And... You know, there's all these things, well, this person's, you know, done these things wrong, or this person's doing it for publicity, or it's a tax deduction and people should donate it anonymously and not get the money back. Maybe, but if we push down that path, if we extrapolate it and go, okay, people have to donate anonymously and you're not allowed to have a tax deduction, how much less money is going to support the bushfires? How much less money is going to help the people and the communities in need right now? I'll guess a lot less. I can't help but, but look at this and go, okay, if people want and need and get publicity for donating literally millions of dollars, good, because that might convince other equally rich and famous people to donate millions of dollars. And if those people are, you know, questionable in the sense they've, you know, got a checkered past or they're doing some sort of businesses that don't quite sit well with you, fine, give them the publicity and that will encourage more donations. 
the issue here isn't that person. The issue here is the fact that Australia is on fire and burning, right? The other thing to consider is if someone donates, there's going to be people that don't like that person, right? So you might love this person, but there will be people that hate that person no matter what, right? Every person is good in some people's eyes and bad in others. So the person that you're criticizing or the person that you see getting criticized are going to be loved by some people and hated by others. This means that no matter who donates, they could equally easily be criticized and taken through the mud and like, oh, look, they're donating heaps, but look how crap they are. That's not ideal, right? It's not ideal to highlight that during a crisis, right? Particularly if you weren't pushing against that person prior to the fact that they donated. I've seen, you know, stories and social media and a bunch of articles slamming different people, highlighting their problems only because, and the article's only written because they chose to donate to the bushfire appeals, right? Those articles wouldn't have been written about that person had they not donated. There seems to be some, a, 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 a crisis of like what we're, what we're aiming for here. It's very easy to highlight the bad parts of someone. It's very easy to go, oh, this bad person's in the spotlight and demean them and put them down. However, let's acknowledge a good thing when good things are being done. Yeah, if someone's donating millions of dollars and they're getting some publicity, fine. They actually sort of deserve it in the sense that they're choosing to donate. Because the other way you can look at this is how many millionaires, how many billionaires, how many people that you would equally, you know, write a slamming article are choosing not to donate. Now, should people donate anonymously? Once again, it's a rare person who does things anonymously just out of the goodness of their heart. So, uh, psychology studies show this over and over again, that people follow other people's actions. If you set up someone like a homeless person asking or a charity asking for money and they sit there, they've done studies where they'll, they'll get someone to donate money and that person, seeing that person donate money causes more people to come and donate. The same thing for baskets, the same thing for picking up litter. We are social animals. When we see people do something, we are more likely to do it. So when you see people donating, encourage that behavior, okay? We actually need that money to go to places that it's necessary, right? Should they donate anonymously? Maybe, but the vast, vast, vast majority of us aren't that ethical, you know? It feels good to donate, but it feels better to donate and have people tell you you're a good person for donating, right? Should they get a tax deduction? That's the system we live in. That's the country that we live in. If you donate over $2, you can tax deduct it. That, people say that like that's a bad thing, but if you know how the tax system works, let's say you're on a 30% tax rate. If you donate $1,000, that reduces your tax bill by $300. So you're still losing that $700 gap, right? So it's not like it's, oh, it's tax deductible. That means that you're paying less tax. You are, but you're losing more money than you get back in tax credits. So the fact that it's tax deductible means that it sort of offsets some of the donation, but not all of it. So, you know, like, good, yes. 
the, the final thing that I want to mention on this is more of an evolutionary thing. Perhaps the drive to put out on social media and widely what we're doing in terms of a helping behaviours, it could be a, a positive step in evolution, right? If it's, we're living in a global massive culture now, you know, millions and billions of people all living together in a single world. In this new world, it matters if we want to be helpful to other people, helpful to the community at large. So potentially sharing the fact that we are being helpful could be evolutionarily beneficial. And if people share the fact that they're donating big sums and that causes their genes to be passed on because they're now popular, they're now seen as a good person, right? Those genes will get proliferated and that will cause humanity to evolve into a species that is more helpful to all of us in the mass community that we find ourselves living in. That seems like a thing we want to encourage, right? Because the bigger, the more interconnected the world gets, the more these sort of things are happening, okay? The final thing I want to address is the concept of climate change in this one. Obviously, every time there's a natural disaster, a natural event, we're talking about climate change. And like I said in the Greta Thunberg video, the science is unequivocal. Humans impact the world. It's, you know, like I think there's something along the lines of 85 to 95% of habitable land has been impacted by humans. We're changing stuff. Now, in terms of, you know, climate change or how we can best manage something in Australia like the fire-based emergencies, I think the key is, is to give power and give the sort of guidelines back to the people on the field that are there, that are in those communities that, you know, see the fire risk, that know the land. Does that mean some backburning should happen? Potentially. Does that mean fire paths should be cleared? Potentially. Does that mean more roads should be built so people can escape the dangerous areas? Potentially. I don't know the answers, but what I do know is that the people on the ground who live in those situations probably know it better than a central planner that's, you know, hundreds of miles away, right? So that's what I would suggest needs to happen. Quiz and look at and speak to the people on the ground and moving forward for, you know, next summer and the summer after and in 10 years when we've forgotten about this, let's try not to lose those knowledges. Let's try and prevent this from happening anymore, you know, right now in the current crisis situation, but let's also try and prevent it from happening again by learning from the mistakes and from a governmental perspective when your country's on fire potentially don't go on holidays right it's a pretty bad look yeah people are people are losing their houses your country's burning and you're the leader of the country and you go to hawaii or you go you know party doesn't sound like a, a good look to the voters. Now, if you're after re-election, uh, you sort of need to impress the voters and you need to impress them by doing something, being in the country, looking to help out, not not leaving, not forcing handshakes <laughs> and, um, you know, helping those voters keep a home because that's in their best interest and therefore it should be in your best interest. Cheers.
So like I said, that was the audio from my latest YouTube video. If you'd like to subscribe and follow me on YouTube, the links are down below. Have a good one.